Reconnect with CUNY. Whether you are a first-time college student, a parent, a veteran, or an adult with some college credits, there's a place for you to continue your dreams or start fresh. No matter where you are along your journey, the CUNY Reconnect program can provide financial assistance and one-on-one personalized support to get you going. It's not too late to start again. Go to cuny.edu slash reconnect today. WQHT HD1 New York. Ebro in the morning with Laura Styles and Rosenberg. Hot 97. Just don't call it a podcast. I start like thinking about it. Hang on, Laura. Hang on. It's the Ebro Laura Rosenberg live, live after the live show program. We're here. Uh, if you've tuned in, uh, they've, t- they've told us that they've tweeted out some sort of link. Um, we have some we have some pretty great fans that probably anticipated this going live um and they may already be here if you didn't listen to the live show today you may not know that shawnee culture got stuck in an elevator yes he was stuck for like 45 minutes now this has sent the the thought of it has sent has sent laura styles to a bad place Yes, Ebro, because I'm extremely claustrophobic and just thinking about being stuck there, like my my chest is tight and like I'm just like anxious. Like when it was happening, my palms were sweaty and I was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. I just I I kept Laura, thinking of me being Laura, in the elevator. You haven't gone to see a professional about this? Yes, I have. But I feel like I need to bring it up more now because I didn't think that it was going to make me feel like this. Nah, today. bro. They're, they're, yeah. So my uh my lady, she's got a phobia of cats. Like literally sees a cat, freezes. Sees two cats, three cats, we gotta go home. <laughs> we're we here. were we were in Morocco in this small town, Essaouira, and it's uh-huh. a it's an ocean town where you know, uh like Jimi Hendrix used to vacation. They have like jazz yeah. clubs, it's a dope little town. Yeah, and yeah. um, but there's a lot of cats there because it's on the ocean and it's the deal. A, A, when you go to a Muslim nation, there's a lot of cats because Muhammad believed and really loved cats. So there's a lot of cats. B, you go to an ocean town, there's a lot of cats because it helps deal with the rodents. And, you know, so it's like a a fishing town, too. So, the you know, all of the, you know, kind of pest control cats, cats are on the job. Right, 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 right. We had we couldn't do anything in the town. Oh, no. Because of her phobia. And so when we got back. She did a hypnosis thing where she listened to these tapes. Her phobia is kind of still there, but it's better. It subsided a little bit. Okay. And it's really okay. like a meditation sort of situation. I think you need to go see yeah, I gotta somebody for hypnotherapy. Yeah, maybe I do. Because you I can't live listen. like this. I, I And I was cool. I was cool. I was like, I got to the root of it. Like, where did this come from? And I talked about it on the show earlier that I got... That when I was younger, I were playing hide and go seek, and I and I hid in a dryer. Right. And this and I would always leave the door like cracked, mm. and this kid like closed the door and was like trapping me in there and threatening right. me to put a quarter in, and I couldn't get out. And when they finally opened the door, I was so like tense that I couldn't get out. So, but so, yeah. So Laura, let me ask you this: Do you want this passed on to your child? No, it's horrible. Well, no, but it's, so that's why the hypnotherapy is important because, right, we got a baby on the way. When baby Darden gets here, um, I'm like, yo, I don't want baby Darden to be afraid of cats. 
Right, 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 right. Or like right. you don't want to pass these like fears on to your children. <laughs> so you got to kind of confront these fears. You can't live as Kenza gets older and she might see mom. If she sees mommy go through some sort of episode because of claustrophobia, it's going to scare her too. But I, so, Congress, still be in there I, no matter I, what you do. I will. I will still. I, I'll go on the elevator. I'm fine. I'll, I have no problem taking elevators. I just have to make sure that my mind doesn't go. Wait a second. What happens if we get stuck? You know what I mean. I just can't think about that moment. Well, yeah. So but, at least there's people who won't even go on elevators. I will go on the elevator. But even the way the, the conversation affected you today. Yeah, I know. It was just too much. Like and it changed the trajectory about, of like, your entire you day. Saw, and by the way, about, today like, a was woman not stuck deep. in a cave, and and then the water like rising like oh yeah but that was rosenberg that. trolling you what'd you say rosenberg can't phobias be passed on is that what you said yo i'm just saying it might just be built in there uh, is it is it necessarily that they just learn it from her or can it just well be laura's was she had a traumatic experience that shaped her feeling like it wasn't she was clearly she wasn't afraid of small spaces when she climbed in the uh in mm -hmm. the dryer as a kid to hide true i mean listen yeah i guess it, i guess it could just be that i don't know is it necessarily just that could also be I don't I, yeah I don't or, know but I definitely you don't know, know it's that it, it's a good story that makes sense of it but it's also not necessarily what happened. true yeah but but there's our fears are learned something happened to us whether it was yeah we I were think told mostly, to I think that's mostly true yeah we were told something was scary or we experienced some a scary activity in a way that shaped how we view a thing it's most of us Right. I was raised in a Pentecostal church. I don't play with the devil and I'm not even really afraid of the devil. I don't even know if I believe in in hell versus heaven and all of that in a in a it's a good metaphor. But it's I don't think it's you know, there's people who think these are actual destinations. Yeah. But are you scared or you just don't play, quote, play with it on principle? I don't play with it on principle. I'm not afraid. Right. But right. It, but my point is, is it was programmed. Right. See, I'm not versus like you, you watch either. you watch horror flicks. It's funny and you enjoy them. And you I was like super being scared. scared. No, no, I was obsessively scared with horror movies though. Obsessively. Yeah, I'm good. terrified. Mm. Couldn't even talk about them. My brother would torment me by saying the names Freddie and Jason just to scare me. Mm. Oh my god, me too, Rosenberg. And then what? And then I just yeah, but then I just stopped being a little bitch and started watching these <laughs> movies. You know what I mean? Well, I'm still a little bitch and I won't watch so. And, and, Wait, you won't I, watch I, a Freddy and a uh, Jason? Hell no. She won't watch no any. Way. She won't watch anything that has scary in it. No. Well, and I love it. I, I'm at the point now. I could literally now fall asleep alone at home to a horror movie and be fine. See, yeah, I no won't. Even, I don't play now. with. The, I don't play with negative no. energy like that. See, but that's different. That's like a. Uh, that's like a thing. I don't play with negative energy. That's like a some weird spiritual thing. That's not even. That's not because you're scared of the movie. No, but that's, I yeah, just don't want to like, have I don't nightmares. Want that I want to be able psyche. to sleep. Remember my nightmare situation where I was kept having nightmares. I don't want to go back there. What does Kenza have nightmares? She had night she terrors. Has. Remember, she had night yeah. terrors. How did you? What did She's you do for her? She's just kind of. She kind of just kind of grew out of it. She's okay now. Thank God. Well, let's. I I don't want I don't want my niece having these uh, elevator phobias and claustrophobias. And what's the other one? Y'all got a spore phobia. Oh, why yeah, you gotta bring, not, it bring, bring it up? Let's bring our guest in. No, because y'all got mad phobia. What's the spore thing? Yeah, spores, but is, 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 spores, then people are gonna send spores, some dumb pictures small and dots with I don't spores want it. and growing little spores and fungi. Oh. Uh, yo, bro, you're disgusting. 
Honestly. Why is it disgusting? It's a natural. It's actually natural occurring on but, the planet. It's, it's but if it's something made. that bothers us and you're just repeating it over and over again. Oh, you, oh, you, oh, you mean like how you describe the person being stuck in a cave with water filling up? So Laura Styles will have a claustrophobia. By the way, I wasn't I, I actually wasn't trolling Laura. I was bringing up something where I felt what she felt this week. I mm. hate you both. She hasn't seen it. I mean, I can't right. believe you was doing that to her. It was, you know, she's traumatized. Maybe anyway, we should have gone back to your description of masturbation on the airwaves. Okay. Just like actual talking about. Yeah, but we all enjoy that though. That was something enjoy. <laughs> Guys, we have a we, we all we all enjoy some self pleasure. Well, yeah, I, mean, I don't know if I need that much detail of the male <laughs> masturbation, but sure. Hey, Brian, what's up? How you doing, Brian? What's up, guys? Brian, what's going on? Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, this this person here has uh, made an incredible film. Uh, it's dealing with uh, the, the scandal and the the, the terrible uh, opioid crisis here in, in America. Brian, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me. Good to see you guys. Uh, what's the name of the film one more time, sir? It's called Junction. Junction. Brian yeah. Greenberg. Now, are you, you're the director or you're the actor? Keep going. I'm the, I'm the director. I'm All the day. actor. I'm the writer, I'm the producer, I did the craft services, uh, <laughs> I kind of did everything that. in this one. This I love was, that. My baby. Um, talk to us about uh, the, you know, this, the, um, the catalyst for this film, other than the opioid crisis, but how this really affected you and this was something that you needed to do. Yeah, well, you know, the opioid crisis, it's like this thing we all hear about all the time. It's like this existential uh, problem, but it's feels a little overwhelming and we don't really talk about it that much or even know how to talk about it because it's so big and, and it affects so many people. So I wanted to start these conversations about addiction and, and kind of understand it for myself. So that's what embarked me on the journey. I also had a, a brief encounter with, you know, being prescribed Oxycontin after like a routine surgery and I, yeah. I lost a few months to it. And that really, it kind of, oh, yeah. it took me back because I, I, um, I'm not the type of person that likes to have things control me and um i was like how does how what system was put in place to make addicts out of innocent people so yeah. you know I that i'm not an addict but i'm an ally and you know i really just want to like destigmatize addiction for people and, and 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 bring some humanity to this because it feels so like generic and abstract right now you know well i think we it's important to note though brian that it's like because you know people always like have these like stereotypes of like oh what a junkie looks like or an right. addict right and right. how it could literally affect everyone i remember and, I, and i've told this story before how i had like a i cracked a tooth and i had like an exposed nerve so they gave me vicodin for like yeah. a week and i remember after like the eighth hour like as soon as it started wearing off i was like i i just could not stop thinking about taking the next pill to control the pain Mm -hmm. and up and sat in that 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 chair and i remember asking the, the dentist can i have one more and he was like no and i was like oh my god who am i like it, it is so easy you know because you're under pain and you just want to control the pain and it could be anything it could be like i said something like a cracked tooth to a yeah. surgery and it could yeah. happen to just anybody it's so easy easy it's so easy to get hooked powerful stuff and i think we just need to be very careful about i mean we we the doctors the government is cracked down this takes place in 2017 at like the beginning of when the like it was too much and the and the and, and the regulations started coming in and now this is like people it takes place in one day with three different characters uh so you got the ceo of a pharmaceutical company you've got a doctor who is running a pill mill essentially but she also wants to help her patients and then you have i play this character michael who's 
Um, you know, like you're saying, it's like he's a rich white guy, has all the money in the world, very successful wife, kids, like doesn't fit your stereotypical type of what you think as a junkie. And he's hooked and he's on like death's door and he's about to go to the street, you know, to get it fixed. So um, it's just, I don't know. It's, uh, it, it, it's, it's, it's a problem that affects all of us. And I just wanted to, it's such a big thing that I just wanted to take it, take it down into a micro story and really just see these three characters in their day and how they're all affected by this, this problem. Uh, Anika P, uh, we have some people uh, watching us uh, live right now, Brian. Uh, Anika P writes and says, uh, love Brian Greenberg's work, she says. So shout oh, to her. Um, I think, you know, one of the things I often think about, I recently just had a partial knee replacement on November 7th, and I didn't take, I think I took of the of the prescribed, uh, I think it was Oxycontin, yeah, or Vicodin. Yeah. I don't remember which one. I took one the third night and fourth night to sleep through the night and then maybe took a third one a couple of days later but i mostly took edibles mm. and and uh and um and they gave me some aspirin for blood clots but i stayed away from the the uh the opioids for yeah. the most part that's good there's and certain- it was for the same reason because i knew over 12 weeks you know i've been dealing with knee pain uh, probably for, I mean, a large portion of my life just from injuries uh, from playing sports, but then most recently with arthritis. So knee pain has just been very common for me, right? Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to stay away from the opioids just because I knew the urge to just feel good is something yeah. we all have. And the, and the shortcut to feeling good is something that I think is, I know it's definitely a part of our culture here in America, right? Like fast food, you know, yeah. everything quick. We want everything quick. We want quick yeah. diet. We want to lose weight quick. We want to be in shape quick. We, you know, everything is quick. Yeah. Dan, what's the show? Uh, 60 Second Fiance is and we want to get married quick. <laughs> 90 we days. Every, everything's 90 fast. Days. Like, we want everything <laughs> fast. And that, or was it 90 Day Fiance? <laughs> Whatever it is. Yeah. Um, so everything's fast. So some of this is kind of built into us culturally where you know, we kind of have a society that's based on, you know, going to a specialist, give me a pill and fix my problems. Yeah. I remember there used to be commercials on. I don't know if it was TV or radio where it was like, do you have shake leg syndrome? You know, do you does your leg constantly shake? And it's like we got a pill for that, too. Reconnect with CUNY. Whether you are a first-time college student, a parent, a veteran, or an adult with some college credits, there's a place for you to continue your dreams or start fresh. No matter where you are along your journey, the CUNY Reconnect program can provide financial assistance and one-on-one personalized support to get you going. It's not too late to start again. Go to cuny.edu slash reconnect today. Finisher, Mr. C. Mr. C, step swimming. Jadakiss, EPMD, 
Eric Lee and Rakim, Method Man and Red Man, Lord Tariq and Peter Guns. Yours truly, the curator, the lit digital DJ, Funk Flex on the set. Hosted by Nessa, Ebro, Peter Rosenberg, and Laura Stale. 30th anniversary of Summer Jam. 30% off right now. This offer ends at midnight on Sunday. Tickets at Ticketmaster.com. Oh, you thought we wasn't going to get it right? <laughs> He's on fire. Yeah. 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 Big Pharma's running America. That's for sure. Now, did as as it's uh, how can people watch this film? So you can watch it right now. It's on theaters, select theaters, but you can just go on iTunes or Amazon Prime. You can rent it. Uh, it's like five bucks. It's <laughs> um, yeah, it's everywhere. It's anywhere you can you can, you can stream it on VOD. Talk to me about my guy Griffin Dunn. I've never I, I work we work out at the same gym. Oh but- yeah. Yeah, yeah, we, he works down with uh, with me and my boy Joe uh, at J Train yeah. Fitness. But um, talk about working with him. He seems like a great guy at the gym. Great. But is he a knucklehead? Uh, no, is he a knucklehead. You can tell me, Brian. Tell me. No, no, he's cool, man. I, I worked with him before on How to Make It in America. He played. We did a scene together. And so when this, when this, when my movie started, uh, I got the funding and it started becoming real. I reached out to him because you know he plays the character of Lawrence, who runs this this pharmaceutical company, and he. He's very, he's this very powerful man. And I think Griffin just has this gravitas towards him uh, that he emulates. And uh, in, he's such a nice guy in real life, but this character is pretty dark. And I, 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 as an actor, always want to see, I believe in actors who don't, we, we, we often get pigeonholed. It's like being the nice guy, being the, you know, whatever. But I just wanted to see him, cause I knew he had it in him. Like, not that he's a bad guy, but just to see him have that little edge to him and play something different. And um, he just killed it. He was he was so great to work with. Such a pleasure. Not a lot of like people would, even though I'm an actor. This is my first time directing, so everybody took a risk on me. You know, everybody took a everybody took a chance. They believed in my vision. So I'm eternally grateful that all the actors that came on board. Because a lot of these people, I mean, they got their own shows. They got their own movies. Like they don't do these kind of little independent films like this. So I'm so I'm so honored and grateful that I got the cast is fantastic. Oh, yeah. yeah, what was uh, Ebro? Dasha Polanco's in it, Jamie uh, Chung. It's fire. Yeah. Shout out to Dasha, Jamie. What were you gonna say, Rosenberg? I, I was gonna say from uh, from your first moment, Brian, that this was yeah. like a kernel of an idea in your head yeah. to release. Uh, what's that timeline? Man, I mean, this took about four years, to be honest. Um, it was one of those things you I, you know, I was working as an actor, but I wasn't really doing the kind of roles that I, I wanted to do. Like I was saying before, I wasn't being challenged. And I and I think the audience was also seeing me in the same type of thing. I wanted to shake it up. Um, and I really just wanted to tell this story. So it was hard because I wanted to direct this. And I knew that if I was in a third of the film, um, I thought that would be attainable. Like it wasn't doing too much. I mean, you know, Ben Affleck, Bradley Cooper, all these guys do it all the time. It's not the craziest thing to direct and act in a movie. but. For my first time, I just wanted to like kind of ease into it a little bit. Um, so that was hard, you know, trying to get producers on board. You know, they're trying to kick me off the film as a director. Like, oh, you could just be an actor or maybe you just be a director and you don't act in it. All sorts of iterations. Um, and then I just got, I found some investors and I would just go to everybody. I would be at a party and be like, hey, what are you up to? And I'm like, oh, I got the script. I was just another actor of the script until I met somebody who knew somebody who, uh, at the Sandgard Foundation, which is a foundation dedicated to fighting the opioid epidemic. They read the script, they believed in me, they saw my vision, they wrote the check, and then it was on from there. So it was completely independently financed. We shot in Rhode Island, 
you know, it took about two years to come out and um, it's been amazing. Like the reception has been great. Like we're winning festivals and the, it's really connecting with audiences and so many people are coming up to me. People in my own life that I didn't know because it's such a private, you know, addictions is such a private issue for a lot of people. And, you know, pulling me aside and be like, hey, I, I also struggled with this. And, you know, thank you for, you know, shedding light on it. And, you know, we need to have more of these conversations. So that part is amazing that it's really connecting with an audience. Well, in, in the in the film Junction uh, and on your path to making it, did you learn anything about, you know, the, the court cases, the money that's being... Oh, yeah. uh, the companies that are being sued, the money that's being distributed to families. Yeah. Like what is, what's really happening there? It's crazy. It's a good question. Cause I mean, this was an ongoing case. So I wrote this before dope sick, right? Before, um, uh, what's the other one? Painkillers that came out on Netflix. Cause independent films, they take a little longer. You don't have the, the, the studios just pushing things through. So, um, so I was, I didn't, I'm not an expert on this stuff. So I saw it out. I just cold emailed like New York times journalists, uh, the Wall Street, Wall Street Journal journalists, just people who are experts on it. And I was like, hey, this is an ongoing case that's evolving, talking about Purdue Pharma and uh, and, um, uh, and, and, and what they did with oxy oxycodone and oxycodone, uh, the Sackler family. And so it was kind of like changing and moving. And I decided like, whoa, this is, this is too real and I can't keep up with it because mm. it's, this is not a documentary. So why don't I fictionalize this? So I can just, it's not about the case, the Sacklers, Purdue Pharma, it's based on that, but it's really about, instead of like trying to chase the truth that's evolving and changing so quick, I was like, let's just make it about the people. And like, I'm an actor, yeah. that's what I'm more interested in, in the moral dilemmas that, you know, all these people go through. Like the doctor, for example, Mary, you know, she's one of the leads and it's, she opened this pain clinic because she wanted to help people. But she's also got three kids and one got into Columbia and she's a single mom and she's trying, you know, all these people are depending on her and she wants to make money and, you know, money rules the world. So it's like she's conflicted, you know, and like people depend on her to, to, to make this money, but she's also destroying her community. Those kind of conflicts are what I was more interested in. So I kind of back in, and then Dope Sick came out, which I was, I thought was great and amazing. Jamie Strong did a great job, but they have eight, nine hours to tell this story. I was like, I only got 90 minutes. I don't need to explain right. to the audience how the opioid crisis started. Let's just talk about the people. It was kind did, of a did you um now because one of the things I'm watching is just how this actually plays out in real life. Obviously, this is a fiction, you know, you you like yeah. you articulated it's a fictional film. Yeah. But it's just gonna be interesting where we go as a nation in dealing with corporations that know that. I mean, somewhere, somehow, somebody got to, had to say, yo, we are selling a lot of this stuff. Yeah. And uh, this is a, you know what I mean? And that corporate greed, corporate responsibility, like that's all on the table. Yeah. And how we, and if, and I, and I, you know, I think we should feel this way. If this isn't covered and people aren't paying attention, it'll just be another one of those things that falls by the wayside and we don't learn anything from it. Yeah, exactly. We got to hold these corporations accountable. And I think we are. And, you know, you can see it with the Sacklers, like, you know, but they're even trying to weasel out of it because now they're trying to say, oh, we, we, we filed for bankruptcy, even though right. they're worth $11 billion, They say, oh, we're only worth $2 billion and, you know, we'll pay the $2 billion and then you can't, you can't, uh, we're not accountable for any other losses. Right, yeah, they want to settle out, and then yeah, you can't right, come after right. us anymore. No, that's not that easy. So we got we to, gotta, like, stay on them about that. Also, in, in the comments here, we have Joshua <laughs> and uh, Jackie. 
uh, they want to talk about One Tree Hill. Sure. A reunion. Is okay. that is that happening? Yeah. A reunion? Well, uh, I don't know about a reunion. Uh, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Sophia Bush, who was uh, an actor, who I was on One Tree Hill for the first three seasons as a guest, recurring guest star. It was great. It was one of these uh, one of these shows that like it's just affected people all over the world, and it, no matter where I go, I mean, it's just such a beloved character. But Sophia Bush, who was one of the leads on that show, is plays my ex-wife in Junction. And um, so that was really, we had like a mini reunion because I didn't really get to work that's with her cool. that much show. But she's fantastic in Junction. Oh, that's why Jackie uh, Sangalo writes, uh, an excite, excited for a mini One Tree. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Okay, got yeah, it. yeah, got yeah, it. Got yeah, it. yeah. Well, Brian, we appreciate your time today. Everybody tuned in right here and anybody watching uh, whenever you get to this on demand. Uh, go check out Junction. It's everywhere. Uh, Amazon, iTunes, yeah. the theaters. Go look for it. Brian, thank you for your time today. Thanks, Brian. Congrats, bro. <laughs> Thanks. Now, Hi. Laura Styles. Yes. Back to your uh, psychotherapy. You're going to go there. No, psych <laughs> hypno hypnotherapy. There you go. The hypnotherapy. hypnotherapy. Can we get Wait, it done? Have you, have, I've done hypnotherapy before. For other did it work? Um, it was, yes, yes, yes. It brought up some, some, some things that I was very, um, that I just didn't think that I was feeling. It, it's very interesting, but yes, I did. I, I'm not going to say I enjoyed it, but I thought it was successful for what it was. So it was useful. But, yes, yes, yes. But well, okay. I think uh, I might, I might try it again. I might explore it. I don't know. I think, I think, I think, um, I've known you for some time. And mm -hmm. you have uh, dream catchers, mm -hmm. claustrophobia. We can't even talk about spores, the claustrophobia, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. the list. Mm -hmm. I mean, you got a few items on the list. I, I want to support you in this endeavor. Thank you. <laughs> Rosenberg is right there with me, though, on some things. So. We'll get well, to Rosenberg. His issues are different. Just just one of them. Him, You and him only align on the spores. Yeah. I mean, when it comes to fears. Yeah, fungus. Spores. Yeah, we don't like it's it. Fungus. Small dots. Growing spores. Fungi. 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 You wouldn't Fungi. just go throw a cat in your girl's face. No. But here you are just trying to make But I will show her a picture of cats, out. though. I will. I'll be like, hey, babe, cats. I'll, I'll do How that. does she feel about Hello Kitty? <laughs> Hello Kitty is in. I don't think it does anything. I think, honestly, with the cats, it's. It's something and it's not the fluffy cats. It's like the cats that don't have a lot of fur that look. Almost how does she feel? Like Wait, creepy. how does she feel about the bald ones? Uh, bro, I feel some type of way about, about the hairless cats. <laughs> the hairless ones. It's the hairless cats one. are problematic. It's a common one though. The the fear of cats is common, and it's like it's funny because I like cats, but I do get it also. I could see because you don't know what they're thinking, right? You don't. You cats not, I mean, it's if you don't know them. I mean, it right. depends. Like I've had cats before that. I think of them just like a dog. I know kind of exactly what they're going to be doing all the time. They're very, they're yours. Like you understand what their MO is, but I could see how you see random cats, but like she gets freaked out. If she sees one kitten, does it scare her? Nah, it's not a kitten. It's not the kittens. So a small kitten is fine. Small kitten won't bother her. But she, if she sees one, just one adult cat, she's scared. Yes. Especially if it surprises her. Like gotcha. you're at someone's house and an adult cat just walks up. Yes. Sure. Oh, psh, well, sure, there is. Yeah. A, if if she's sitting down and you know how cats like to walk under your legs, under oh, your feet. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. bro. 
she may not recover for a, a good month. <laughs> and, and, and will it be an outlaw? Have, have you ever had the awkward situation where you're like hanging with people and she outright like screams? No, it won't be outright like scream. She will get up and walk away unannounced. Right, 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 right. She will. She's she'll give out you of the look like we got to go. We got to out go. of the situation. And then you and then when she walks away, do you like quietly go like she's she has a cat phobia? Yeah, I'll be like, she's afraid of cats. And then I got to walk over with because then she's not coming back to the table until the cat's gone. And then on top of that. We have to then have a convo constantly about where the cat is in her vicinity for the rest of the night and maybe the rest of the weekend if we're like on vacation oh or, or my something. God. and we're absolutely not going to somebody's house if they got a cat gotcha all right even well. even if even if they say hey we know jazz is coming over we're gonna put the cat away she'll she might be like cool with that you know what i mean but people she need has to, to trust the people that they're yeah, really gonna they take gotta it serious. take the phobia serious it's a thing bro it's a it's a real thing. Uh, yeah, but she yeah, did the hypnotherapy and it seems to be better. She saw a cat. She told me the other week uh, we, they were crossing paths in the parking lot of her job. And normally she would have like literally stopped in her tracks and waited for the cat to disappear or go somewhere or walk back where she came from and then come back later. It's that bad. Mm. So now she saw the cat. She was like, peace. My she was G. like, cool. The Kept cat ain't think about me. I ain't think about the cat. <laughs> moving on uh no let's problem. see chocolate one writes hey y'all i love listening to you guys ebro you took it too far this morning had my 15 year old asking me all types of questions well the chocolate Drake one video. If, if your 15 year old has not uh you guys have not had a conversation about pleasuring yourself come um, on bro you, you that's the angle you're going with oh, you can't just go with all right i went a bit far you, you're very stubborn. We all told you this is too far. <laughs> well, I don't I don't think pleasuring yourself is. It's not about not, that. You can't do descriptions for. I people. didn't describe That's, it. Laura, Laura, did I make up when he said was the hand around it or was it going over the top of it? Hey, you man. literally went into detail. Now, I mean, it's like when we, when we tell you to like chill, you just that keep we talk about a cup. You know what I'm saying? You got to put your hand around cups. It's all type of stuff. You it was very descriptive. Oh it was like, God. you can't listen. You're right. People should know things, but it's not our job to a say, hey, we're going to show doesn't kids. know about pleasuring themselves. But it's not our job to what show their kids you? porn. Like, hey, take I a look at this. We, okay, Matter of fact, I didn't even bring far. the topic up. I haven't even seen the video. Which is, makes it all the more reason why you're a nut. So I had questions like anybody else. <laughs> you guys want to talk about Drake? online yo you guys see this level of deflection of just going, you know what maybe i, I, I went questions. a little too far what was he really doing and we don't even know if it's him we don't because it's well, literally like he's covering his face with his phone but we think it is but we don't know well chocolate one we love you for listening talk to your kids about their bodies <laughs> and sexuality you know what i'm saying it's healthy it's healthy it's normal hot yes, rod rick ebro is wild everyone's saying that you're wild on the hot program. rod rick writes okay. legend has it Shawnee's still in the elevator. Hi, Roderick. We'll talk to you tomorrow. <laughs> Shawnee is not in the elevator. Shawnee, you're around, right? He's there. He's not in the elevator. Shawnee was nah, able to good. get out. Shawnee's yeah, good. FDNY got him out. And this has been the uh, the weekly live after the live program Bye. show from Ebro, Laura, <laughs> and Rosenberg. See you next week. WQHT and WQHT HD1 New York. Ebro in the morning with Laura Styles and Rosenberg. Hot 97. Just don't call it a podcast.
Reconnect with CUNY. Whether you are a first-time college student, a parent, a veteran, or an adult with some college credits, there's a place for you to continue your dreams or start fresh. No matter where you are along your journey, the CUNY Reconnect program can provide financial assistance and one-on-one personalized support to get you going. It's not too late to start again. Go to cuny.edu slash reconnect today. Mr. C. Mr. C. Step Swimming. Jadakiss. EPMD. Eric B. and Rakim. Method Man and Red Man. Lord Tariq and Peter Guns. Yours truly, the curator, the lit digital DJ, Funk Flex on the set. Hosted by Nessa, Ebro, Peter Rosenberg, and Laura Stale. 30th anniversary of Summer Jam. 30% off right now. This offer ends at midnight on Sunday. 